Hey everyone. Today's episode is slightly different from all the other episodes that I've aired this year. This episode is a tribute to my brother and a friend, Sarita Alting. In December of 1994, my family and I, we were grieving the loss of my brother. If you knew my brother, you would know that he was a natural leader. You know, he was a dependable big brother, an awesome, awesome sibling, and just a wonderful son to my parents. He devoted his life to the upliftment of others, you know, but this noble act and dire consequences for him. He passed away at the age of 30 on December 6, 1994. And this was the year that South Africa also held its first democratic election in April of 1994 under an interim constitution in a government of national unity under President Nelson Mandela, who was South Africa's first democratically elected president. Times were changing in this country. And being a leader and educator, you know, my brother deemed it fit to run for mayor of his hometown. He was ambitious like that. So as a teacher which was his profession, he had contact with parents and students in his class, of whom the majority were farm workers. And through his work and his campaign, he took on the topic of the DOP system. Now, the DOP system is one in which employers pay their laborers with cheap wine or DOPs, as they were called. And my brother did not support the system and decided to educate the farm workers in the area about the disadvantages and negative consequences of this DOP system, including alcohol abuse and human rights. So, you know, he wanted them to understand that they had human rights and that they could utilize that to get paid in something other than alcohol. Now, for some people, this was not a great thing. Today, the DOP system is no longer legal in South Africa, but alcoholism remains one of the major challenges facing health services, especially here in the Western Cape, where I'm from. So my brother was a determined young man who believed in a cause, and that was not liked or accepted by many in and around the town where he lived. And he had also taken on a case of an evicted farm worker that was due to act as a representative at court the following week on December 9th. And so on December 4th, we had a wonderful, wonderful family dinner. I still remember this like it was yesterday. At this dinner, my dad raised concerns because during that week, there had been rumors of his impending murder and my brother had received death threats. Now, his reply was, Dad, if they kill me, there will be another to rise instead of me. Two days later, on December 6th, at approximately 2 a.m., we received the news. My brother had been involved in a single motor vehicle accident just outside of town. Passers-by called the ambulance, but it took them two hours to arrive. He lay in the field and bled out. Later that morning, my father and my younger brother made the dreaded trip to the morgue to identify his body. A smaller trauma within our bigger trauma. Following a police investigation into the suspicious death and the opening of an inquest, it was found to be inconclusive. Let me tell you, my parents were shattered. After this tragic and violent death, our family was in absolute shock because... 
We never expected to lose a brother. We never expected to lose a son, a father, a husband. And the pain was so bad, I don't think that any of us could breathe. Our day started at 2 a.m. Every thought was just connected to our eyeballs. Because every time we would just think of this horror, it would just, the tears would just stream down our faces. The idea of not seeing our brother again left a massive, massive void in our lives. And this was especially true for me because I was, I was not only grieving my brother's death, but also watching my parents grieve. And it was incredibly hard because they, they grieved in different ways, my parents. My one parent wanted answers and spoke about it all the time. And my other parent was just sad and cried often. So in our family, we remember that awful day when we lost him. We remember the aftermath. We remember the grief. We remember how we had to navigate life without him. How we had to look to a future that didn't have our brother and son and father and husband in it. And the truth is that in the beginning, we were just in absolute denial. We could not believe that this had happened. You know, then we were angry, searched for answers. And we tried to make sense of all of this. I think depression was something that we all experienced during that time. And eventually we accepted that we now had to live a life without him in it. But we had come to the conclusion that his life had meaning. That in some way in this country in 1994, when times were changing from an apartheid regime to a democracy, he played a vital role in that change. And he stood up for what he believed in. He was a man of integrity. He was well respected. He was a man that would do what he said. And that's why people trusted him. He was a natural leader. And instead, we, we, we chose to celebrate him. We chose to look at him as the man that he was and the work that he did and the life and the legacy that he left. And so today we celebrate him. We celebrate his family. We celebrate his grandchildren that he never got to meet. And we remember him and all of the beautiful, wonderful times that we shared with him. The connection that we had. The inside jokes that we shared. The fun times. And also the sad. But he is our brother. And he will always be that. He will always stay in our hearts. And so today... My family will remember the man that he was. I now want to move on to a friend of mine. And this happened more recent. About a month ago, I was doing some work and I needed someone to do my makeup because I needed a shoot. And, you know, this was sort of the first time that I now had to put together a team once again, my videographer, my photographer, my makeup artist, and, and everyone just to um, plan the shoot. And so naturally for me, I know who I work with and I build relationships with the people that I work with. So I, I you know, it's, it's a normal recurrence for me to go back to people that I've worked with before. Uh, so I decided to reach out to my makeup artist, but I realized that I have not heard from her in a while. 
And when I looked on WhatsApp, I checked my messages, I noticed that mm, it's been a while since we've chatted, but I just all of a sudden started to feel this deep feeling of dread. So I immediately navigated to some of the other social media platforms where I know I always engage with her and I noticed that some of her posts were from a while ago. And so my stomach just dropped and I did not want to jump to any conclusions, but that feeling of dread just encapsulated me. So at the weekend, I decided to head to a place of work, right? Hoping to be greeted by her lovely, beautiful face. And instead, I ran into other familiar faces. And upon further inquiry, I learned the unthinkable. Beautiful Sarita passed away. I could feel so many emotions just rushing through my body when I heard the words. But Marlene, didn't you know Sarita passed away? How is the first thing that I am thinking? How does a beautiful young 28-year-old just pass away? I was so unsettled by this. The person I was talking to told me what had happened to her. And I didn't want to hear this. I honestly wanted to unhear it. Could we rewind this day? Could we go back to the last message I had from her? Could I reply to that message? But my intuition, you know, the one that I always listen to, and if you've been listening to my podcast or you've read my book, you know that I'm a big believer in listening to your intuition. When it calls you, when it gives you a sign, listen. And so the reality was that my intuition was right. She was no more. She had passed away and... She'd left this life. And there was a connection in this world to me that was lost. And my intuition tried to sound the alarm on this like months before. But instead of listening and actually going and checking or contacting her, I, I carried on with life because 2023 has been a challenging year. And so when I got home, I, I started to Google because I wanted to understand this. I needed more information. Who was I going to ask? I only had one conversation. And as I started to Google her name, I didn't want to believe the results that filled my cell phone screen. The headlines read, well-known Cape Town makeup artist robbed, stabbed to death. Cape Town makeup artist stabbed and killed on her way home. I couldn't help myself, but as I read, I just wept. Because I remember where I was when all of this happened and she had texted me just days before. I started reading these articles and it read, Police are investigating a murder case after a 28-year-old makeup artist was found riddled with stab wounds in a street in Richwood, Cape Town over the weekend. Sarita Alting is believed to have been robbed, stabbed and left for dead in Sylvia Street while seemingly walking home from a nearby restaurant on Saturday. Her attackers are still at large. Another article said she was found with multiple stab wounds to the body. An ambulance was contacted and the woman was taken to a nearby medical facility for treatment, where she later died due to injuries sustained. Armed response and emergency service providers said it received a call about a woman who had been stabbed multiple times and required urgent assistance. On arrival, a female was found unresponsive in the middle of the road with multiple stab wounds. Medics on the scene worked tirelessly to stabilize the injured victim. The patient was transported to a nearby hospital, where she was later declared deceased at the hospital. 
Alting was a well-known makeup artist. On her website, she said she was passionate about transforming lives through the art of makeup. Another headline said, 16-year-old among suspects arrested for gruesome murder of Sarita Alting. My heart was broken. I, I was in so much pain and shock. Beautiful, passionate Sarita had died in such a violent way. I guess her murder was a reminder of the attempted murder on my life and what I had survived. I remember speaking to the advocate in my case. And at the time, I was speaking to him because we were talking about another case. And my advice was, please just tell this person that, you know, they really should testify against the perpetrators. Like, you must do everything you can to seek the justice. And there was a silence on the phone with the advocate. And he eventually, when he spoke, he said, Marlene, she wasn't as lucky as you. Her head was cracked with a concrete block. And I remember those words because I just stopped dead. Because at that point, I never realized that, or I, I guess I assumed that everyone survived. And so when I heard about my beautiful, gorgeous friend, my heart was broken and I kept scrolling and found that there was a memorial service for her held about a week later. Uh, at the time, I was not in South Africa. I was out of the country. So naturally, I didn't know about this uh, or the headlines or the fact that um, there was a memorial service. But if I was there, this is what I would have said. I would have said to those who gathered around to commemorate um, Sarita's life, I would have said that Sarita was not just a friend or a makeup artist, you know, she was an, a natural source of light and warmth for me. And I gravitated towards her beautiful nature. She was an energetic spirit. And I, I loved the connection that I had with her and that I built with her over, over a number of years. Sarita was a woman of many talents and passions, you know, but above all, she was a woman of extraordinary kindness. She didn't just do makeup, but she was also that, that shoulder that you could cry on. And she was always there with great advice. Her laughter was a melody that played on even the cloudiest days. You know, her smile was just a beacon of light. I remember her coming over to my place and us just doing makeup all morning for a shoot that I had and just how much fun we had drinking coffee, just connecting, chatting, then playing with makeup, then actually doing the makeup. And and every time when we engaged and when we connected, we always had a good time and we always had a meaningful connection. You know, we helped each other grow in this life. She had such a zest for life that was absolutely infectious and she was like an indomitable spirit. I remember when I started my podcast and I was doing my book and I, I was doing all my social media. She, as a makeup artist, was also doing social media for the brand that she worked with, which at the time was Bobby Brown. And I remember how the two of us encouraged each other to really get in front of the camera and do deliver what we said we were going to, you know, and make our videos and have the courage to put it out. And as much as I was that inspiration and encouragement for her, she was that for me too. 
And together we succeeded at what we did because we had that connection and we held that space for each other. She found joy in the simple things, you know. She she had a little dog and her name was Camille. She always had a little pink vest, which was so adorable. And I used to love just following along Sarita and Camille's adventures and 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 just in doing so and in loving her pet Camille, which was like her little baby, you know, she taught us that we should appreciate the little moments in life because those little moments are beautiful. Today, I, I want to bid farewell to Sarita. I, I've taken the past month to just become accustomed to the idea that she's no longer here and that I probably won't have any more information than I have today. But I want to bid farewell to my dearest friend and makeup artist. And I want to say that I will find comfort in our memory, Sarita, wherever you are, if you can hear me. I'll find comfort in the fun times that we had, in the laughter, in the love. And I won't remember you with sadness, but I'll remember you with joy. And I'll remember the joy that you brought to my life and the passion that you've ignited in me when it comes to makeup. Rest in peace, my dear friend. You'll be missed, but your spirit Your love and your light will forever, ever, ever be in my heart. Now I want to share a poem. It's a beautiful poem. And the poem is called We'll See This Through by Kelly Roper. And it goes, they say this too shall pass. They say grief eventually fades. But those sayings are of little comfort when you're living through such sad days. They say that time heals all. And this much I know is true. So hang in there, my dearest friend. And together, we'll see this through. If you are missing a loved one today, know that it's hard to understand why God takes the ones we love, takes the ones close to us. And sometimes we wonder, God, do you need them more than than we do? But when I get to that point, I always remember that God has a plan and we can put our trust and our faith in God because He knows better. And we can know and trust that we will see our loved ones again. To my lovelies, to my darling, darling brother, and my beautiful, beautiful friend, you will always be in my heart. And to those out there listening, know that it does get easier. Thank you for spending this time with me. Bye.